That's it. So the four Greeks are on tonight, and how? I mean, including how? How I'm going to kind of yeah, three and a half anyway, they reckon I'm Italian anyway. They don't even reckon I'm Greek. All right, I'm just going to increase your volume, Ross, in post. So that sounds really? very professional. Well, it was Peter. I was too loud last episode. Anyway, La- oh, really okay. Loud. Well, I'll, I'll lower you a lot more Leave then, me. if Leave you don't want to be heard. Next, so this is what we get up to, Lenny. As you can see, we're uh, talk shit. Really, we talk shit. <laughs> I went and had a listen. Which one? <laughs> Not the first one. No, I listened to um, the cars in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> That's our correspondent, Ross. So, yeah. uh, the least, the least Greek is giving all is giving all the data from Greece. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're all listening to the All Talk Car Podcast, hosted by Peter Ronas. Joining us tonight is Halil Mustafa. Again, how this is where you say yeah, hello. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> and, I said it. I said hello. episodes, hello. and he's just worked it out. Yeah, hello. The, the, yeah, and, and, can you hear and, me or not? And, Yes, no. we can. And the, and the other voice is Mr. Roscoe Lettuce. Welcome. G'day. I'm back. Uh, tonight, we have a guest, Eleni Matarkos, the founder of Galmatic and also one of the educators from a unique company, and we're glad she's on. G'day, Eleni. Hello, and thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. So basically, Galmatic, I mean, if you break it up, there's clues in the name. Gal as yes. in, uh, if I'm right, girls, and yes. Matic as in automatic. <laughs> yeah, or um, just a reminiscent of that uh, movie most of us watched as kids where this car's not hydromatic, it's not systematic. Oh, it's oh. Galmatic. <laughs> it's Galmatic. Yeah. Oh, love that. I thought you were going to talk about American Graffiti, the yellow car. Uh, another like, classic, but no, oh, you know, the, the 70s movie, yeah, Grease, yeah. we all oh, watched yeah. it. We love yeah. that movie. I was going to say the Italian job, but anyway. <laughs> that were minis, mate. That were minis. Not minis. <laughs> Do you prefer the original Italian job or the remake from a decade no, the re- ago? The remake. Do you like the remake? remake? I, didn't I like, like the, the original one. where... Nah, nah. The original the, where Benny Hill had the big computer disc to put into the traffic lights. No, nah, it was. Nah. I like the. I like the. I like the remake. It was a bit. A bit of tech, and you know the boats, and the, it was pretty. Yeah, cool. I liked it. I liked it. And then, oh, then that, should we? I do you prefer the original, or the remake of Gone in sixty seconds. No, the remake. Ah, I like the remakes. I like everything. You like new. all the new stuff. <laughs> my, my daughter the other day we were watching a TV. She goes, Dad, Dad, I don't think we can watch this. I said, Why? She goes, It's made in two thousand and nineteen. It's a bit old, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you think, oh, right. So she's got this thing. So yeah, no, I like the new stuff. So that's where she gets new that stuff. From. Yeah. But the original one was probably gone in sixty minutes by the time they broke in and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, but we're going to go so, completely sidetracked because someone asked me this question the other day. I didn't know the answer. Yeah. Eleni might know the answer. Gone in 60 seconds. Eleanor, was she made for the movie and that's where it was born? Or is Eleanor actually, is, is that a type of Mustang or was it built for Was it built for the Nicolas Cage movie? Does anyone know? No, she's a type of Mac- Mustang. And for that movie, I think they made five, they went through five or six of them. And there's right. one in Australia. Original. Yeah, one from the movie is in Australia. And the way I know that was the way Galmatic started, we started with a handbook for girls. And you're stealing cars in 60 seconds. (laughs) Could have gone both ways. Well, you photographed that Mustang for the washing your car day spa section of the handbook. Interesting. 
Well, can yeah. I ask a question? Do girls like yeah. are girls really into cars, or you got to force them to get into it? Okay, so we teach about a hundred thousand teenagers a year. So for everyone listening, yeah, what, we do, yeah, what we do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what we do, uh, Galmatic teaches car maintenance workshops to high school students and when you go to a high school it's called incursions so we go to schools and we teach between the ages of 16 and 18 so year 10 to year 12 uh students how to do basic car maintenance and what that means is really basic so the questions they ask is how do we put fuel in the car but what we teach them is how to check the coolant, the oil, the battery, the hoses. We pop the bonnet, show them what they can and can't touch. We crack all the dipstick jokes. They have a great time. Change tyres? Is that a big one? Yes. And then we go to tyres and we, we check tyres. We talk about tyre tread. And it's so exciting because you forget that just because they're in a car and they watch you drive up to the service station and put fuel in, they don't necessarily know how to take the cap off because they don't come out of the car. That's true. One of the amazing things, when we say let's change a tyre, a lot of them think that you take the tyre off and leave the wheel on because it's changing a tyre. Yeah. So, But um, to answer your question, so that's what we do, but to answer your question, Ross, we teach about 100,000 teenagers a year about 60 percent would be girls and about 40 percent would be boys and the students so teenagers don't have an opinion on whether boys or girls like cars or should be working on cars it's actually the teachers and the parents still putting our ideas onto them so when we're teaching boys they don't think it's weird that all the teachers talking about cars are girls and when they're in a co-ed class, they don't think it's weird if a girl knows more or they don't. And girls don't think it's weird at all. So the generation coming through has no issue with whether it's boys or girls. But over 98% of them tell us that they've never seen their mum check the coolant, check the oil or check tyre pressure. So they're not getting shown that. They're not seeing it. And yeah. we always say you learn to drive for 16 years before you get your L's and you're watching what your parents do. And predominantly most kids are in a car more often with mum than they are with dad, you know, like over 16 years, and they just don't see mum doing it. So we teach ladies-only classes as well, but the teenagers coming through say, I've never seen my mum check anything on the car. Oh, wow. Do you think it's because it's like the this generation of children, they're, they're waiting for a dashboard or a warning light or something to show them? Or do you think they've got no idea? Oh, well, they're not seeing it. And say I'm 50. So I grew up where you had a family car and you looked after the family car. Yeah. And then as the 80s came along, you know, I learned to drive on a uh, VL Commodore, which at some schools they think that makes me mega cool and at other schools they think that makes me very <laughs> daggy. I know, the VL <laughs> so Commodore depends. is like the coolest car out at the moment, isn't it? I know. So they're not getting brought up in a family car. Majority of they're getting brought up in families that have two to three cars and a lot of them on leases. So the car doesn't have that same level of, Goes. you know, it's the special respectful family car that you look after. And also when you look at a lot of modern movies, there's not that same um, stuff doesn't happen in a car. So we have this joke in class where we say, okay, who does backseat kissing or who's kissed in a car? And they just look at you like you're weird because they think, why would you do anything in a car, miss? And you 
because they're allowed to go out is more it, than is we this were. Cross over to uh, <laughs> PE as well. Like, is this, let's learn how to check the <laughs> no, dipstick, and like, then let's learn how to check the dipstick, or is it? Uh, well, because they're all taking TikToks and putting it on Snapchat, and they're all like sitting in cars, and you know, like all the most yeah, yeah. amazing conversations come up, and the dipstick <laughs> jokes. You know, you can imagine it. And when we're at boys' schools and, you know, I'll miss, I'll hold the nuts for you. You know, like all those. Oh, really? Love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really good because what we do is we get in and we crack all the jokes and we say that you have to to come up with one we've never heard before so that you you can see them thinking for the whole 90 minutes, oh, I've got to find a really clever joke to make. So, so you call it? So you call it an icebreaker, not sexual harassment. So. <laughs> yes, of course. No, no, we're very respectful. And, um, well, what's interesting? What has changed? You'll find this really fascinating. So we've been teaching fourteen years. The main thing that's changed was fourteen years ago, um, the teachers would introduce us and say, "Make sure you have some interesting questions." So some of the girls would say things like, oh, Miss, what's it like working, you know, in a male-dominated industry? Because, you know, we assume cars were male-dominated. Now, which 14 years later, and it it changed around maybe seven or eight years ago, the main question they say is, Miss, because they call you Miss because you're at school, um, Miss, what what are the main things I need to learn to run my own business? So. The shift has been real, and we're talking when you're teaching, you know, over a million kids. We can generalize because we've taught so many, and there's this big shift towards, oh wow, I don't want to work nine to five. I want to do something fun and creative, and that's where they and no one now asks us what's it like working with cars because you're women, uh, other than the teachers and parents. But the kids don't find that a, a point at all. Yeah, I, I think. Once you show the practical side of things, I think they'll probably be in awe of like the changing the tyre, where the fuel is and, and the dipstick. Yeah. You know, a lot of cars don't have that. Where the male, female, especially with high school students, I think that's put on to one side. Yeah. Probably they're, they're wowed by the, the quality of, of what they're learning. And it's interesting stuff. They're not sitting there learning algebra. This, these are practical skills. Yeah. Um, how, how did you find the niche? How, how, like you started, what, 13, yeah. 14 years ago. Your background, were you a mechanic or how did you, how did you get into this? So my background's um, acting and training, uh, but my very I learned to drive on my dad's V or Commodore and don't I wish I still had that now. But the first car I bought was a 1958 FC Holden. Wow. Wow. So she was built five hundred dollars. <laughs> like it's all my all my Pizza Hut money. I worked, you know, Pizza Hut. <laughs> so at you know, eighteen buy my five hundred dollar car, which was so much money. And when you own an old fifties car, you pop the bonnet, and there's really not a lot in there. A lot of space. Of it, a lot yeah. of space. Yeah. Lots of space, and um, that's that, Eleni. That's why you never saw your mum looking under the bonnet of an old car. Sorry. That, well, that's why women, under- no, I said that, that's why women and our mums never looked under the bonnet of an old car. <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> Nothing there. More room for shopping. <laughs> yeah, they were just having shopping bags on it. Oh, look, there's the distributor. I can hang it off there. Well, it's the X-Fry on the engine. 
By the time we get home, it's ready. Oh, look at this six-blade hook on the front. Well, one of the jokes we crack is that, you know, you need, you know, to make sure you got oil in the car. And one of the jokes, always in a class, some will say, oh, miss, does it need to be olive, good quality virgin olive oil, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Back to what we're talking about with the boys and the girls and whatever. I I was in the modified car scene, early 20s, and we had a guest on a few weeks ago, Justin, who, you know, has known me for a long time at... I noticed one, you know, I still love my modified cars, but once I got to the age of 30, so what, 14 years ago, mid 30s, there was, if it was, if it was, you know, when I was 20, it was 100 guys in the car club. It was 50 50. And the girls were more progressive. You know, the girls knew more about their cars. They were more pedantic with keeping them clean. They were like, you know, the, the, you know, I saw the shift in the modified scene where, where girls were yes. really out there. And some of these girls were building some pretty kick-ass cars too, more so than the guys. Yes. Um, and they were building them themselves. They weren't. They weren't. Um, they weren't dropping them off at a workshop. Yep. Yeah. So I, I noticed that. I noticed that a few. Well, years it's fifty-two percent of learners' licenses are women, and they say I think Cars Guide was saying the statistic that eighty-two percent of new car purchases are determined by what the female of the family wants. Mm. So we have a big influence on the vehicles. And something we talk about in class all the time is one of the first questions we ask is when did women get the right to drive? And, you know, everyone comes up with all these weird um, numbers. They'll say, oh, the 1950s miss or the 1960s. And we say women have been driving since day dot. In Western countries, I know in the Middle East it was a little different, but in Australia, everywhere, the minute there were cars, women were driving. So we've never had to fight for the right to drive. And I wonder whether that's played a part in us not having as much interest in it because it's something that's just been sort of commonplace for quite some time. I think the first car ever driven was by... A woman, I think, when Carl Benz invented his yes, car, yes. his wife took it for a spin, yeah. and yeah, he yeah, wanted to get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me! She wanted to come sweetheart, try this contraption I just made in the garage. Uh, she took the keys and went shopping. How <laughs> there was that market at eighteen eighty five, and she took the car. <laughs> How you need to go to one of these incursions, I think, mate. <laughs> you know what? I probably learn a lot. I, I know nothing about after listening to the um, after listening to the intro and what Eleni does, it's almost like she's a special ed teacher for people that learn about cars. No, what it is, you know what no. you don't realize is that when you're 16, everything's really exciting. You know, like one of the things, and it's you know one of the things we let them do is when everyone's had a tire change. Um, they beat the horn to say, yeah, everything's safe. So we beat the horn to make sure no one's around and that it's safe because we've um, just changed a tyre. Everyone's, like, desperate to beat the horn. Really? And, <laughs> yeah, because if, if you haven't learned to drive yet and you haven't been That's in a car, how often have you beat the horn? Oh, yeah. My daughter gets in the car and just hits the horn for the hell of it. They should bring that in F1 because it's four <laughs> seconds. So just pick the horn. We're leaving. Oh, it's changed. Yeah. Yeah, like really. <laughs> do, do you find that kids now are still keen to get their licence or is the Uber? Oh, yeah, they're busting. They love it. They really, it's that, 
it's still seen as that liberation and that freedom and that that point of where you're not a child anymore and you can be on your own. Yeah. And oh yeah, they, they and this has been quite a crazy year for them because they they've turned the sixteen test. and they can't do the learners they can't test. Go anywhere. No, they can't do their yeah. test. They can't do their test, so they can't get their license. I think, I, think I think they're out till February now if you if you book Yeah, them so yeah. yeah, it's been it's been difficult. And the first um COVID run that we had, you weren't even allowed to be on the road on your L's. You weren't allowed to do oh, um, really? Yeah. Because oh, there's two people in the car. Oh, uh, it was you know what it was for that first you know, last year. It was if you had COVID and you had an accident and then the um oh, the other per- I paramedics that. had to come and all of that sort of I saw my driver's license as the ultimate tr- like freedom for unlimited Slurpees at the Seven Eleven. That's all I've said. Yes. What do you want to get your license for? So I can go up to the servo and get unlimited Slurpees. Yeah, it's still exciting and it's going for that day. cruise. I'm going after this for a Slurpee. When I got my when I got my P's right, so I remember this. We did it in uh, the XF was this, gear. Was this in the pink and, Vitara? Oh, no, no, no. The Vitara was afterwards. Had, and basically, he had a pink Vitara. If he didn't tell you, I before. didn't have a pink Vitara. Cut it It was black. But but anyway, back then the licenses were given in paper form. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I said to my mum, "I'm taking the oh, car now. I'm going. I'm going to school." And she's like, "No, you're not." I go, "What am I going to do with it? I'm going to frame it." And I had to yes. wait another day in order to get. That, that car out. I was telling the story the other day how we were making fake licenses when when the photo licenses came out. So everyone had to become 18 to, yeah. to uh, this is 1989. And one of the uh, rich kids that lived in Kirribilli had a, a colour laser printer in 1989. Mm-hmm. So he used to scan our L's licenses and yeah. change the date to make us 18. Um, allegedly it's oh, it's a long time ago and then basically we needed to get them laminated and my brother was a library monitor and he was getting paid like five bucks to laminate <laughs> this oh, making a fortune he was buying he, he, that's who bought the pig vitara this is in the oh, late really? 80s this was uh, and there was no holograms no one checked they no, we had nothing all you need to do when you had the fake paper license was memorize whoever's it was um, star sign. So that's how they used to test you when you'd go to a club, you know. Mine would say, you know, Jan Smith, and I very much looked like a Greek person. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Jan, what's your star sign? And you'd go, oh, I'm a Taurian. <laughs> and he's like, really? So am I. <laughs> well, back, back when they announced um, the transition to um, to the digital licences and there was, you know, yep. was getting strict right in, in the... Yeah. <laughs> There was a rush because there was a lot of uh, I had a lot of fellow uh, classmates that weren't um, very bright, so I spent the next week wagging school and going to different RMSs to get to get oh. permits done. Sorry, didn't we only get digital licenses a few years ago? Yeah, wasn't no. it like? Are you, are you still no, at school now? No, they were changing the guidelines on it. Oh, I thought you said anyway. Yeah, so you, to get your paper license. That's, you you, yeah. that's why we can't get you between nine and three. You're in school. He's <laughs> at <that> school. <laughs> I'm catching up now. No, I'm, 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 I'm like, you know, I'll just try to I'll charge him 10 bucks. Like 10 bucks to go get some license. Eleni, Halil is our special friend. <laughs> That's why I asked That's not nice. That's not nice. You, you, I, I have a disability. <laughs> what, the two of us? 
It was this guy was sitting on a bar stool. He wasn't feeling well, and he had a beer, and he was sitting on a bar stool outside the back entrance to a nightclub. Yeah. And these guys walked up and, hey, mate, can we get in? And his his buddy started filming, and he's like, twenty bucks for all of you. Paid twenty bucks. He let them in the back kitchen. <laughs> he took off, collected a couple hundred bucks from these guys. Let these guys into into the back entrance of a, of a, of a um a restaurant, not into a, not into the nightclub. Oh. Was, uh, where was that when you guys were young? Huh. No, no, I was, it was on. It came up on one of my uh, my feeds, whether it be TikTok oh, right. or yeah. It oh, must really be true. It was on the internet. Yeah, it must be true. It must be true. It's true if it's on TikTok, isn't it? <laughs> I wanted to ask Eleni again. So your background's in acting. Um, yes. How do we get to the the the, the creation of Galmatic? Yeah, so um, always owning old cars, training. So I got into acting and teaching and training and there was just this niche that every time I turn up to the petrol station in my old, I had an FC and then I had an FE as well, but the FE had, um, you know, a HR front end and a, a red motor and stuff in it. So she yeah. was, she, whereas the FC, my goodness, it was still grey motor and, um, you know, tree on the tree and, and all that stuff. So if you learn to drive on that, you can drive anything with the um, old drum brakes. But um, everyone kept saying, oh, my goodness, you're so cool. I wish I knew something about cars. And it was just coming up again and again and again. I thought, I'm just going to write a, a book. So Galmatic started off just as a handbook for girls. And it just had, you know, six chapters. And it was like how to change a tyre and tyre care, how to wash your car properly so, you know, don't use the same sponge to wash the inside of the wheels and then go do the glass and just basic tips. And it's sold out. So we sold thousands and wow. thousands. But the main feedback was, oh, we bought it as a gift. It's really cool, but I still don't understand how to do it. Mm. And so we turned it from that into ladies-only classes. We teach them out of Bob Jane T-Mart car park. So we met Bob Jane and we he was great and he said, you know, yeah, absolutely, come along, use our car parks. And then from there we noticed that the main people coming to class were mums with their teenagers learning to drive. And so yeah. we became more inclusive and said that we can have teenage boys. So um, we opened it up to... Um, young men up until the age of 20 and then we became even more inclusive so anyone that identifies as female or anyone that feels uncomfortable or anyone that's a teenager so we opened up even more and then we're just getting more and more and more teenagers and a lot of parents saying that they you know really wanted their kids to do it so we started approaching schools and um, that's when it really took off because the schools and part of the school program now is something called the life skills program. And you mm. need to, to teach life skills at school. They need to do um, 25 hours of that. And we approach schools and every school that we've ever taught at has kept us because wow. we're, we're engaging and the kids love it. The parents love it. It's inexpensive. And at the end of the day, even if they don't remember everything, the main thing they remember is it's an important thing that I take care of my road safety that I take it in my own hands and I can touch things. It's not this big, scary car that if I touch it, I'm going to break it. You know, yeah. I can touch it. So that's the important thing and just you know, it's great. And, and not to pry on the, the business side of things, but yeah. do you get government funding? Like no. how... how no. So it's purely yeah. So it's purely, you should we should lobby for that. You should get government. Yes, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, we've tried to get it to be a compulsory activity because, but it um, be. yeah, no, it's it's not. So we do it all ourselves. So we're all self funded. So we run as a business. 
Um, yep. We do really well. We obviously have had a really difficult 18 months because we haven't been allowed in schools because there's True. been no one there. <laughs> uh, we also sell our program as an online program. And so um, that does okay, but really people want to get their hands greasy. Yeah. So how many is in your team? Like is there a group of you that go there's out or is Four of us full-time and then our extra trainers, we call them loan cars. Uh, sometimes we have extra people that jump in during the really busy, busy. Um, some of our schools, we have a 1,000 kids we're teaching in a day, so there's lots of us. And then some schools will just teach 20 kids. Some schools will teach 100 kids. It just depends on the size of the school. And what we love is the school will uh, invite us in to teach one class, and as the years go by, we're doing the whole form, we're doing all of the forms. Um, and there's been a few schools that have invited us in only to teach the boys, but then the next year we're doing everybody. So it's broken do you guys use cars that regularly break down, like say Range Rover Sports, or do you? Uh, do you just <laughs> that's an in joke. That's an in joke. So. And we don't crack Jeep jokes or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, no, we take in Toyota Corollas and Mazda threes because there's nothing it, to fix on those. You just drive yeah, them in and drive them fix on those. Yeah. Well, no, they're the main. They're the main first cars kids buy, so we teach. So that way, they they're seeing something that they're going to Makes to have. Um, we've got a couple of old Commodores that come out to certain schools that you know we've got some boys' schools that just love it. You know, they just want something. So we have an SS that we take out sometimes, and we try and cater it. So they work on. So you, the cars you take, they're the ones they work on. Yeah. So at school, they don't have their own cars. So the car yeah. we take, and we're doing really basic stuff. So it'd be really good if some of the teachers volunteered their cars. The teachers, they will sabotage. What's really interesting, no, is for our excursion. You'll be surprised. Most kids love their teachers. Um, what's really interesting is how many teachers come to watch the class and they'll say, oh, I have no idea how to change a time. Watch. And we go, absolutely, of course. Do you need a green GDSR, HSV? We can give you Halil's car and you Halil. just give the kids an old toolkit, say pull it apart and see if you can put it back together. <laughs> like Lego, will we have the Lego book with all the instructions? And I want to see what parts are left over. <laughs> is that all right, Halil? Is that okay? Yeah, how? You should join Eleni in one of the courses. She can. I'll, I'll bring the VK. Yeah, the VK. She can show what to do, and you can yeah. show what not to do, and then yeah. What not to do. But it's just wonderful because we're there, and within the one class, you just see their eyes light up because for the first time they're in control of something that the whole time. So keep in mind, for sixteen years, I've been saying. They've been told, don't talk, don't stick your head out the window, don't do this, sit there, don't use the radio. Most of their life has been as a passenger and now they're being told, get in the driver's seat, get your hands on the wheel, pop the bonnet. And most kids don't even know where the latch is to pop the bonnet. So it's really exciting for them that that way when they do go for their L's, they're going to know something and they don't feel <laughs> as frightened to get into a car. That's true. In, in the States, I mean, I'm, you watch some of these TV shows, but in the States, isn't it part of their curriculum in, in most yes. schools? Yeah. yeah. And like literally they're like, oh, what are you doing? I got, I got shopped this afternoon. Oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're pulling yeah. the motor out of a Camaro. Oh, okay. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. There are a few schools introducing it into their curriculum as well. There's oh, um, school awesome. Winona Girls 
have a whole project where every year they bring in a new car and the it's a, a voluntary class, so it's not compulsory, and they, they build a, a, an old car. I think the last one they did was an old V-Dub and they build it and they take out the rust and they learn really? all about it. Yeah, so there are some schools doing some great stuff. And what was interesting, last year uh, we went viral. So we got 66,000 shares worldwide and we were on, I think it was six TV programs and we were on all the radio stations and... What was really interesting was reading all the comments and how many people were saying, oh, but shouldn't your dad teach you this stuff? And then other oh, people are arguing, are you for real? Does your dad know any of this stuff? Like, yeah. you know, it's that image we have of the Australian chesty bond in the driveway with an FJ, Hol FJ Holder. It's just, that doesn't exist oh, anymore. It doesn't you exist. Know. Did it exist? No. <laughs> I don't think it ever did. No, um, I don't think so. So it's, once we, you start teaching these classes, you realise, oh, you know, it's just so much fun watching them go, oh, miss, I had no idea. And how much feedback we get from parents will say, oh, the kids broke down and they changed the tie and they didn't even ring us. Or kids that go back and teach their mum. We have a lot of um, mums that are like single mums. They divorced and they say I've never touched the car was always my husband's job. And they come to class and they go, is it really this simple? And it's so, like, well, you, you don't have to be a mechanic. You just have to not be ignorant. You can't, because a lot of them will say, we hear this all the time in our ladies-only classes, oh, but don't they check the tyre pressure when they service the car? So we say, yes, when did you last get your car serviced? Yeah. Oh, two years ago. Ah, right, so you think the air that they checked two years it's ago is going to last two years? And for every 10 cars that we get in our ladies only workshop, two to three of them will be on bare oil, like running on empty. So do you, in, in some of the, the shops with, with more of the adults, do they, do, do you get to show that the work through their own cars to become familiar yes. with their own cars? So we call the workshop, know your car. And what we do, it goes for two hours and we start off on our car and we demonstrate everything that everyone has to go to their car, locate the dipstick, uh, locate the coolant, see what colour the coolant is, check their hoses, make sure there's no cracks, see if they've got a maintenance-free or um, a battery they have to maintain. Then we go into the boot and we look for the spare tyre. Does it have air in it? Does it have tread? Do they have one? Do they have a jack? Does the jack have the attachment? Do they have hubcaps or they don't have hubcaps? Um, and then we get them to locate the, the manual just to double-check that where their jack points are, and then they have to find their jack points. Then they have to use the rubbish jack <laughs> and realise what well, this the, the jack is rubbish. You know the one you get with the cars. Yeah, rubbish. the cars. Yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've got to they've got to learn to use that one. You're not gonna you're gonna have a trolley bag. Yeah, you can use an Allen key like you get the one from IKEA. You got to spin it forever trying to spin this thing just to reach the car. Most of the time we encourage them to go buy a better jack, uh, and most do, because they're not that expensive. But some some people have the original jack that's never been used in 15 years, and you just think, do you really want to use that one late at night when you're stuck on the side of the road? So it's just about empowering them to not be ignorant. And what we found is women tend to fear mechanics as much as they do dentists because they don't know what the bill will be. Hmm. 
So if they're going to go get their hair done, they know that, you know, a foil is $18 a foil and I need 10 foils, $180. So they have an idea and then they can make that choice whether they can afford it or want to justify that money. But the mechanic gives them that panic attack like the dentist, I'm going to turn up, they're going to find something wrong, I'm going to need $3,000. So it's about getting them to understand that ignoring the problem and staying away from the mechanic is by no means going to make that bill less. (laughs) It's probably going to make it higher. Trying to teach them that what happens a lot we've noticed with women that buy new cars is because it's got cap service, they've got no interest in it until the cap service runs out and then they start panicking. So it's about getting them to build a relationship from the beginning. So you go for your cap service and say, what do I get for that and and what parts will that include? And just starting that conversation so that when the cap service runs out, you don't then think it's a $6,000 bill that's going to come because you know nothing. Mm. And we never say mechanics rip you off. We don't like that term in our classes. We say us being ignorant is what rips us off. So we need yeah. to start educating ourselves because they never say that the hairdresser's ripping them off and they don't say that Woolies is on. Maybe they say Woolies is ripping them off. But they <laughs> But the mechanic, we've got to get rid of that all mechanics rip you off um, and start saying, well, what questions do I need to ask? But the women go to the hairdresser twice a week, not, they don't go to the mechanic twice a week. That's probably why they need, we need to drill that into them. We need to make sure that. And also just little things, like it's not only the mechanic that puts the, you can put windscreen wiper fluid in yourself. You know, a lot of people don't know that. They assume the mechanic has to. And you go, well, don't you clean your windows every time you drive? And one of the analogies we use that's great to use with kids is if your windscreen's dirty, your lights are just as dirty. So they're going to be dimmer because they're having to shine through dirt. It's just having those things in their head so that they remember, oh, I can't see. Maybe I should just hose the car down. And we go, if you if you don't wash the car, when you're putting your fuel, just use the little thing for the windows and clean the lights. You know, you don't have to. So it's just getting them used to not being ignorant and just getting little habits in. So we call it the 10-minute servo check. That's what we call it when we teach it. And they all get a little phone download that's the remember of the 10-minute servo check. And that way it gets that habit into them that I just check the oil, the coolant, tyre pressure. Really basic. With with the schools, I was going to ask, are you just in Sydney or New South Wales based or are you, are you nationwide now? Yes, so we just teach in New South Wales. We used to teach in Queensland and Victoria prior to COVID and yeah. um, since COVID we've just stuck to our little pod just to see how things flesh out over the next couple of years because schools get closed like that at the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're all based in Sydney and um, – we do go all over, but yeah, at the moment, just New South Wales. But we love doing the country tours; they're hilarious. What, have you, what about? Um, I mean, you're not getting government uh, any government support, but um, no. there's the other thing. I mean, you might want to—is that state or federal? Well, see, we schools get um, funding to run certain programs, yeah. so we've never had a school say oh, we don't want to pay you or it's not important. So it, it gets channeled from the government in that way. Even sort of like grant-wise, even look at the local councils in each area because... Well, we teach at all the, we teach at all of the councils in Sydney. Yeah, because they, they... Oh, wow. They, you know, if you ask oh, the you teach the parking the, inspectors how to change the oil, don't do they, that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them with the flat tyre. Well, 
Because again, the council get um, the councils get funding to spend on community projects and stuff like that. Yeah. So we we all the councils and we do um, in women's we do women's only classes. We do youth classes for them. So they've been great. Yeah, they're very and they're so popular. We get so many people coming to those classes. And then as soon as they leave, they go and get an NRMA membership. Oh, you'd be surprised how much um that stuff has declined people getting in our own because you know if we go to a school and you say to the kids right who are we going to call it the, the um tire goes and they say i'll call nrma and you say what's that and they go i don't know that's what my mum says it's not free yeah. <laughs> it's not a government service it's like a private business you have to pay for it the thing now is that the new cars come with roadside assist, right? And then you get used to it. And then when it runs out, you think, okay, what am I going to do? You go online and NRMA is like 89 bucks a year. And if you're within a certain distance, they'll come out as much as you want. I, I've I've even, I mean, I can change a wheel and tire, whatever, but I've had it where I got up, I got you a flat tire, you know, my wife doesn't need to go to work that day. So you know what? I've left the car at home and called NRMA and said, mate, I've got a flat tire. It's in the driveway. The wife's got the kids. Really? You're lazy. Oh, but, wow. I to, but I needed to get the kids to school. I thought, I thought you got free membership when you got the Pfizer. Wasn't that the M- yeah, it's MRNA? Oh, no, it's MRNA. I still think Hal's got to be the what not to do example in, in their ladies' class. you want to take Hal around to the schools and say, this yeah. is not well, what you want to do. See how you probably wouldn't have thought of that. But when you say, oh, NRMA, the kids go, yeah, I'm going to call NRMA, but they don't know what NRMA is no. and they don't realise no. the service yeah. you have to pay for. Actually, Eleni, I don't think Halil can come to some of those schools. He's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate without, beard, you're, without beard, you're not allowed. Yeah, uh, this is COVID beard, mate. Eleni, I grew up with an uncle that was an NRMA patrolman. And- was he? Yeah, and I grew. He would come over, and it was it was hilarious. And he would come over, and um, and he would say, "Oh, he'd come over for a coffee." And you know, I, I've got a call. Let's go out. And I'd go I, as a kid. I'd go out on calls with him, and you'd so go, and it, and it would be yeah, it was exciting as a as a kid. And you know, where you know, I lived in Maroubra. Oh, where are you? Oh, I've got to go to Coogee, and you know, there's a lady with a flat battery, and you'd go there. And towards his, he, he, if you talk to him, he was he was he's retired now, but for many years, you know, it was his. Early, he did it from his twenties to his. He was probably one of the oldest patrolmen. When when he when he retired, he said it was quite amazing that when he started, he was actually working on cars. If someone had a problem, they would get in there and work. He goes towards the end yeah. of it, they literally had a book that went right. Um, no, nah, just tow it. <laughs> it's like can't do. I can't. I can't boost the battery. Yeah. We can't break into them anymore. I used to watch him sit, sit there and break into cars with this little special toolkit that he had. Yeah. those were the days and changed tires. But yeah, it, yeah, it was it was, it was interesting. Another thing that I was thinking about during the day when I knew you were going to come on, if you design new courses with EVs and hybrids and, I mean, EVs have got no gearboxes and engines. Yes. So we we definitely discuss that in our um, Know Your Car workshops and our public workshops. With the kids, um, not so much because most of them, even from private schools, are buying secondhand cars. Yeah, they can't afford it. Still a a fair bit away from them. And they're still at that really basic level of where is the bonnet latch? Um, And one of the big questions I ask is what are all the different numbers for the fuel? 
So they're okay. sitting in the passenger seat and they look out and there's numbers, but no one's explained it to them. What numbers? 98, 95. 95. Ethanol. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the fuel gauge. I'm like, what are they numbers? No, no, there? the diesel. Yeah, so that yeah. questions like that. The other questions I ask ask a lot is um, can we put straight water in a radiator? Um, and can good we good measure the coolant? So we're popping the bonnet. So they come out with some really good questions. The other question that we get a lot is what should I keep in the car? Uh, you know, they don't know things like they'll keep sunscreen for when they go out. You know, we're very, um, we need to be, you know, promoting sunscreen. And at schools, you know, the hat no play, no hat no play, but sunscreen goes off in the car. So, you know, just telling them basic stuff like that. They'll keep a sunscreen in the glove box for a year and then put it on because um, no one's told them. So it's I learned just... that tonight. I didn't know that. I'm not going to answer Yeah, I didn't know that. My glove box didn't know that. Well, know a that. vehicle gets degrees hotter in the car than it does outside on a hot day when it's locked so the sunscreen goes off that's why water bottles keep melting yep. yeah I know, I know not to leave babies in the car Funny, all the chemicals in your <laughs> did you say that you my wife didn't know that and they'll smash my window okay hey? just make sure you tell no, high school students to throw the bag away once they're done with it yeah no my wife was at centennial park and she 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 locked her like I don't know how she did it, but the keys were inside the car. The car shut. The yep. when she put when she put our, our daughter in the car, and the key was in the car, and the car locked. And um, she had my car, and I didn't want them to smash the window, but they did. So because then our oh, mate was they? too far away. Yeah, they smashed the they like a triangle window to open the car up. Have you ever yeah. tried to smash the window of a car? It's very hard. Yeah, it it's not easy. It doesn't well, it's one of the things we teach in class. So the new cars, you take the head rest out and it's got the thing so they can smash if they get my, stuck my in a My kids vehicle. taught me that the other day. My kids, actually, a couple of weeks ago, my kids were Yeah, yeah me I heard that. Fun fact, you get to take the headrest off, take the headrest off and smash the windscreen. Yeah. So it's just all those little things. The good thing is um, this generation doesn't even think of not wearing a seatbelt, which is great. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah. And we were talking about mobile phones. Few a lot a lot a few episodes ago, but I think the genera out the next generation and the few generations below us will be not using their phone because it'll be like the seatbelt. I think it'll be connected. It'll be connected. Yeah, their, phone, their their phones will be connected to their cars with all the uh, infotainment systems. Um, like we've got Apple CarPlay. Wow, right. we can touch a screen. Where they'll have the devices connected. They'll get they'll get in. And the nav will take them to their next appointment or, yeah, or whatever. Or switch or something, yeah. 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 With so, their membership. Ooh. Yeah, with their, with well, their when chip. they got their free membership. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot tonight. I've learned a lot. I've learned not to keep sunscreen in the car. Yeah. I've learned that. What else did I learn? You carry your headrest in your bag so you can break your window. Carry carry my headrest in my bag. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I think yeah. the main thing to remember is that. Children learn to drive for 16 years, so we need to model what we want them to do. And for everyone that's listening is take the kids out and show them what you're doing. So when you're changing, putting fuel in the car, show them what a fuel cap is and how it locks and, and that little yeah. that little bit on, you know, where you can hang the little yeah. cap. Yeah, I love that one. That's a good one. I love My that. wife never knew that. I had to show her that. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. What about all the fuel gauge where the arrow is? The fuel gauge. Yeah, the, the arrow, arrow and the fuel gauge. On the, yeah, that, I always yeah. use that. Yeah. Now, can I just go back to what you were saying? I was I, I was thinking about this. I, sometimes I can get a bit excited when I drive. And yep. um, I sort of, you know, I can weave in and out of traffic and I still think I'm 16, 17. Yes. But you're saying my children are watching me and they're yes. learning, right? 100%. Especially when their iPads run out of batteries, Ross. They, okay. they do look up. Do you know what's really interesting mm-hmm. is this generation have been told to watch a movie on the back seat or sit on your iPad, don't talk, entertain yourself. Then at 16 we put them in the driver's seat and say, oh, no, don't entertain yourself anymore. Now you've got to focus and concentrate. Got attention, yeah. That's a big mind shift to have one mind shift for 16 years and then, like that, have to now pay attention. Oh, kids, listen. I mean, especially how you react with traffic around you. If you if you're a hothead and you swear and and things like that, I'm sure over the oh, the, my the, kids have been paying attention over the 15 years of being in the back seat. Yeah. I'm sure they'll they get to Absolutely. see a different parent in us. Eleni, look, thank you very much for joining. It was it was an interesting. Yeah. And we're more than welcome to come again, and maybe we can yeah. once COVID and we're a lot freer. Maybe we can come out to one of the the come shows. We'll check if it's an approved school that Hillel's allowed to go yeah. to. <laughs> Plug away. Plug away, Eleni. Uh, how, how do people find you? And if, if there's schools out there that are interested, how do they get in contact with you? Our name is Galmatic, and we're on all social platforms. So if you Google Galmatic, you'll find us. And um, we've got everything on our website. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. But yeah, if you just look up Galmatic, and um, you'll see us everywhere. We've been on a lot of media, so we've been on a lot of TV commercials. We're actually filming for Better Homes and Gardens tomorrow, Ooh. which is exciting. So they'll be on in, in a couple of weeks. You didn't uh, change the tire, or you okay? yeah, no, no. how not to drive on the garden bed? <laughs> no, well, it's really good because they're introducing a whole motor section to the show. So it's with James Tobin, who I know because I've done a lot of work with Harley Davidson. So I know James, and um, it's really good because it's it's that whole the house has a garage, and the garage is yeah. made for a car, and and a car needs to be maintained. So I think it's good that they're bringing it into the. The whole That's home great. idea. We're, we're eagerly awaiting the episode. That's awesome. That's it. Stuff. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, uh, apologies to whoever gets to this end of the podcast. Last podcast, someone's computer shat itself. Not Hello, mine. Did you fix your computer? Someone's computer went into limp mode. And we, yeah. we ended the episode really suddenly last time. So apologies for those who waited to hear me say, Download us, rate us, review us, email us at alltalk at outlook.com.au. And if there's anything else you want to hear or, or, or even some feedback, we'll, we'll, we'll take it on board. We, we'll, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll take it like a grain of salt and not worry about the negative <laughs> and focus on the positive. But, yeah, so there you go. So that was why it, last week's episode finished abruptly. It was, that was my fault. Sorry for three that. years of doing this, we've had no technical hiccup so we've done all right so Eleni, again, yeah thank you for joining us and um, we'll, we'll keep in con we'll keep you know in contact and uh, maybe go outside and and uh view the, the lessons first we'll do a live podcast we'll drive yeah we'll it'd be fun nails on the road and we'll get a little drive over the nails and we can all change a tire tire <laughs> 
Yeah. And that's it. Got it? We'll get those police strips. <laughs> and I'm going to write the F1 where they should bit their horn before yep. they take off. That's Bit your horn before you leave the pits. Pit lane safer. So thank that's you very right. much and <laughs> bye for now. Bye. Thanks, Lynn. Good night. Thanks so much. Yes, yeah, so I